superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Now, you guys ready to get started? This is the Rich Eisen Show. 17th NFL Draft that I'm, I'm hosting. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I'm planning to say that at least once a show. Seventeen. <laughs> With the 17th pick. Rich Eisen. 17 NFL Drafts. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. I don't know if you've, if you've heard. 17 NFL Drafts. Today's guest, NFL Network Insider Ian Rappaport. Former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov, plus from Netflix's Thunder Force, actor Bobby Cannavale, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh, yes, yes. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. It is Masters Friday. It's uh, the uh, second Friday in the uh, the month of uh, April. Or it could be the third. I have no idea. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the best dad ever. I'm sitting here in the chair. It's Los Angeles, California. It's Peacock. It's the day before WrestleMania goes down this weekend. And we've got a special segment for that later on in this show uh, here on NBC Sports on Peacock, which is where you can catch WrestleMania coming up on Saturday and Sunday. Good to see you, Chris Brockman. Hey, Rich Eisen, Good to up? see you, Mike Del Tufo. Good to see you, Rich. And TJ Jefferson, who is the one who is cannot believe his good fortune that I we mean. are going to take Rich Eisen show real estate <laughs> and we're going to carve it out for you to tell us what to look forward to in WrestleMania. We've never done that before. I'll be very honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are now in an NBC sports on Peacock world. They did not tell us. They haven't. One of the beautiful things about working here on NBC sports on Peacock is they, they, they just let us do our thing. But I, you know, there is an eye in Rich and Eisen, but we're team players. And you are Mr. Wrestling, and you love this. This is kind of a Super Bowl-type weekend for you, if not the Super Bowl of Wrestling. So it definitely is. Here we go. Right? I've waited for this moment from the first time I walked into the Jaffa Shrine in Altoona, Pennsylvania, to watch a match. Rich. Yes. It all led to this. To, the, to, to this, this moment. Day, to, to this, this very moment. day. Very good. You know? So that's going to be coming up later on this show. In the meantime, we'll be talking quite a bit about uh, about. Uh, Football uh, and the NFL draft and so much that is going on in this world because uh, three weeks from today, three weeks from today, we will have the answers to all the questions we've been posing since the Super Bowl ended. We will get answers to the questions that we have been posing and that we haven't already gotten the answer to. We knew it's Trevor Lawrence one, and then what the hell are the Jets going to do it to? We have now... Filled enough time <laughs> to get that answer. We're going to get it. Sam Darnold is now gone. He is now gone, and he is now a Carolina Panther, and the Jets are going to choose Zach Wilson second overall, and if they don't, it would be a huge domino tumbling experience at the draft in Cleveland, Ohio. A couple of Fridays ago, the 49ers set a lot on edge up Side down by coming all the way from 12 to 3, swapping spots with Miami, which then swapped spots with Philadelphia. So the 49ers are in third overall, and the question is, what are they going to do? 
Did they give up all of that draft capital to go from 12 to 3 to get a guy who prior to all of that trade maneuvering we all assumed would be available in the middle of the draft in Mac Jones? Did they really go and push Mac Jones up to the third overall pick in the NFL draft to get us quarterbacks one, two, and three in an NFL draft? Have they done that? Are they still really evaluating this position? If so, how big is Justin Fields' second pro day that has been scheduled at Ohio State, pardon me, the Ohio State <laughs> next week? Trey Lance, where does he fit in in all of that? Is it entirely possible, based on what the Niners are going to do at third overall, that we have not one, not two, not three, but four quarterbacks taken in a row? And it is amazing how we have gone from point A, meaning Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl, to point B, here we are now less than three weeks away from the NFL draft. Three weeks away from knowing all the answers and waking up in the morning and knowing all the answers that it's now an Atlanta Falcons world. Yes, the 49ers will choose at third overall, and it does affect, one would think, what the Falcons do at fourth overall. It does and that the Falcons have, obviously, three options. Choose a quarterback, choose a non-quarterback, trade the pick. That's it. And you could make a great case for all three of those things. You could make a terrific case for all three of those scenarios. Now, our second-hour guest is Thomas Dimitrov. He is the former Atlanta Falcons general manager. He is the former Falcons general manager who gave Matt Ryan the contract that plays quite a bit into all of this. Does Matt Ryan's contract give you an indication as to what Thomas Dermitrov's successor in Terry Fontenot after 18 years at the Saints organization means he knows what it's like to face against the Falcons, face off against them, and what Matt Ryan can do on the field. One would think that he is pretty well-versed in that when you're with the Saints organization. What is he thinking about when he looks at Matt Ryan's contract and when you look at it on Track, which is what most of us do on the, on the old internet, right? You take a look at it, and his dead cap figure for 2022, meaning they draft a quarterback in 2021 and then one would think start him in 2022, meaning Ryan is no longer the viable starter of the Atlanta Falcons and his cap figure is large to say that ain't a backup quarterback. His dead cap figure is currently north of $65 million. Mm. That ain't happening. That's one of those things about restructuring this, restructuring that, but quarterback doesn't restructure a contract when he's getting cut, right? Quarterback doesn't restructure a contract when he thinks that he's going to be out the door of the organization sooner rather than later. See your current host of Jeopardy. (laughs) 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 To ask him how that works who, who is, is who is it's not exactly. dr oz <laughs> dr say, oz who is no dr oz is not that guy it ain't him so that's, that's funny so what does the contract tell you about what they'll do with the quarterback position sure looks like 
Matt Ryan's the guy there for the next two years. This year and next. Is Trey Lance a guy that you, you, you draft and sit like Jordan Love? Do you actually use a fourth-round selection on that when you can get somebody of Kyle Pitts's ability and throw him at oh, the tight end gosh. position Ooh. in Atlanta for Matt Ryan at Ooh. age 36 and 37 to go to work with Julio Jones in his closing window and Calvin? In, Calvin Ridley. Calvin yeah, Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I just blanked him. And Calvin Ridley as he's ascending. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That would be amazing. So, what an offense. You know, and then running back, just choose You know what you got, whatever. Is that what you do fourth overall? I'll tell you what, man. If you're, I'll tell you what, man. You're Arthur, Sm- <laughs> you're you Arthur Smith. You're sitting there. You're thinking, I can do. If he thinks for a split second, I can do some work with with uh, Matt Ryan. You you go draft this kid from Florida and rip the knob off and just say, great night, smoke him if you got him. The rest of the first night of the draft. That's it. Let's Falcons, go. Falcons send Mike Davis a running back. Yes, right. And he goes he goes along with everybody who, who returns not named Todd Gurley from right. last year. Right. And Mike Davis, as you know, uh, did very well. He was he was the like, Judah Maccabee of my fantasy team. His his oil burned bright for eight <laughs> strong weeks. Very bright. <laughs> it kept burning bright. The miracle of Mike Davis kept burning as <laughs> as he kept on uh, filling in for People Christian McCaffrey. People are talking McCaffrey. about Kyle Pitts being like a transcendent player, like an all-time great at the position. That's what he looks like, you know, collegiately and on tape, and then what you saw at his pro day and how he ran zigzagging a, a, a 4-4, 40, right? He's, he, you know, he is uh, apparently got... Jerry Jones, quote unquote, infatuated, and and Dallas may be one of those teams calling the Falcons up and saying, "What do you think about this?" And you know, if you are going to stick with Matt Ryan, wouldn't you want to give him that weapon as opposed to going down to ten and then amassing more picks for yourself? Wouldn't you want to just sit there and say, "You know what? A couple of years ago, we were we were very competitive. Last year was terrible. You know, we're we're not that bad. You know, circumstances brought about what happened last year." that caused us to be fourth overall. I mean, you could make a case like that and say, sure, we could we could still move down to 10 and get Dallas's first rounder next year also. What would that be in the bottom third of the first round? If Probably like 32. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 32. I don't know. Again, I, I don't like the idea of trading down for, for Atlanta. I like the idea of moving on from Matt Ryan if you dig Justin Fields or Trey Lance right. or Mac Jones and figure out the salary cap problem another day, I guess. I think or, if they're going to trade get, down. Or, or you get, or you get, yeah. you get pits and just be done with it and just let me just stop here also and say this before you make your point chris okay you got it you know our caller yesterday from uh oshkosh wisconsin saying maybe the 49 i didn't even go higher register you know maybe the maybe the 49ers (laughs) choose somebody other than the quarterback even though kyle shanahan went on a whole soliloquy (laughs) at his his uh, sodium pentothal meet the parents type press conference where he, he basically said, you know, if this was a free agent quarterback, you know, we'd say something different about Jimmy Garoppolo. But when you draft a young guy, you you know, you want to you want to see if the guy's ready and 
you don't want to push them. And when you have somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo, who the locker room loves, you know, that's great. Unless someone wants to come for him. I mean, that's literally what he said. But our caller said maybe they trade up for somebody other than him and get a weapon for Garoppolo and go to work in the same way I'm saying there's still a lot of viability left going on with uh, Matt Ryan. You get a weapon for him. Right? Maybe you do that for Jimmy Garoppolo. Why would they get Kyle Pitts when they already have George Kittle? Because of that reason. Imagine pairing those two together. No, Rich. dude, they don't trade a, a I know they two won't firsts do it. Yeah, yeah. I to come all the way up for something other than a quarterback. That's a fact. Oh, I realize that. I realize. So that. I just kind of want to put that because I, I yeah. saw I saw and which is great. I like it when when publications <laughs> pick up what we're saying here on the Rich Eisen show. What we strive I, for. I told this this gent from Oshkosh, I think his name was Aaron, <laughs> that I would take his most unwashed item that he currently unwashed. wears. And he said he was a food truck delivery driver who wears, hours this, a day. wears the same sweatshirt every day. And I could hear you guys in the background saying, marinate it, wear it, you know, roll Put the windows right up, now. all that stuff. So, <laughs> and I, Run a marathon. And I said to him, send it to me and I would, I, would, it. I would eat it, I would consume it. I'm not consuming a damn thing. Yes, now what do you want to say on I that was going to say, if you're the Falcons, I think for me, if you're going to trade down, just flip it back to Detroit at six. You still get Kyle seven. Pitts. Seven, they're sitting there at seven. Sitting there at seven. You still get your guy, and you pick up maybe an extra third or fourth You don't rounder. get your guy. I don't think you get your guy. I think if you move down, Pitts is gone. I think then Cincinnati takes Jamar Chase or or um, maybe maybe the kid Sewell who protects, the Dolphins are you know, who protects – Burrow, and then the Dolphins take a weapon. Whoever's still available, you'd get you'd get weapon three, maybe weapon four. Bengals could go ahead and take a weapon. Then the Dolphins are without Pitts and Chase, and they're like, "Uh oh, okay, right. now what?" They get Waddle or what? Smith, and then what? Now you're now you're down a choice four if you're Atlanta for what? For Detroit's two? I mean, Detroit's not going to flip next year one of their ones that they got from the Rams to the Falcons just to move up three spots. I don't think. And I know Pitts is in such high regard. I don't I, I don't like the options of trading out for Atlanta right now. I just don't know. Un, unless somebody's going to totally over, over overpay. You want a weapon for Ryan? Do it. You want to replace Ryan? Do it. There's no reason to trade down and be cute to try and get more picks. That's what the Jets are doing. Why are they trading down and getting more picks? They already got more picks for Jamal Adams. They already got multiple picks. They already got that. They already got a two in next year's draft. They already have multiple twos now in next year's draft because of Sam Darnold. What are they going to do? Obviously, they went ahead and got a multiple pick for Sam Darnold because they weren't going to trade out of that pick and try and keep Sam Darnold. No, that's it. You like this guy better than Sam Donald? Take him. You like this guy better than Matt Ryan? Take him. Figure out the rest later on. Or that's a hefty salary cap hit that Matt Ryan carries in. And Arthur Smith's like, I, I got this. That's why you hired me, right? So give me Kyle Pitts. And let's create some matchup nightmares with Ridley with, with my Alabama wideouts and then my Florida. Let's go SEC. Let's go. Let's go all SEC. Let's get the Florida tight end with my two Alabama wideouts and my BC quarterback, whose nickname should be the natural, and go to work. <laughs> that's exactly what Arthur Smith is saying in the meeting, and Thomas Dimitrov will definitely tell us that. And that's why we're having Thomas on. Thomas knows the contract. He also knows the owner. He probably also knows where they're meeting, having these conversations. 
So Thomas Dimitrov's going to be joining us in the middle of hour number two. And look at that photograph we pulled of Bobby Cannavale right there. <laughs> hey. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what? They traded Donald. Is that really what they did? <laughs> so that's uh, he's a fellow Jet fan. He's in the movie Thunder Force. Coming up in five, just four minutes time, though, is none other than Ian Rappaport, my colleague from the NFL Media Group, to talk about this and all the other draft intrigue that we will be talking about three weeks from today after the first round is wrapped up in Ohio. We're also keeping an eye on the leaderboard of the Masters. Justin Rose having a very difficult Friday, start of the Friday. Bryson DeChambeau has put his driver in the bag. Is that what you, I overheard you say prior uh, to the, He's uh, been hitting a lot of three-wood this okay, morning. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So uh, there you have it. Uh, but Justin Rose is uh, still leading, however, by just one. His, uh, his four-stroke lead is now down to one um, at the uh, 2021 Masters Tournament. So we'll keep an eye on all of that right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Do you want to talk right now a little bit about the Odyssey White Hot Putter, though? It's all about putting, right? You putt for uh, dough, you drive for show, putt for dough. And so the White Hot Putter is the most iconic, most played, sought-after putter insert of all time. It is, in fact, back. It is that White Hot OG line of putters from Odyssey that we're talking about. Defined by the famous urethane insert that golfers everywhere have come to love, the White Hot OG, almost mythical combination of sound, feel, and roll. Tour players and amateur golfers alike. Let's all rejoice in the return of a cherished icon. I can feel the difference. That's all I can tell you. I can feel the difference. The two ball, the Rossi, the number seven, the rest of the head shapes support uh, sport modern upgrades and fine surface milling for an ultra premium look to inspire confidence over the ball. White Hot OG putters feature the most popular insert of all time once again, and they're a beautiful balance of nostalgia and craftsmanship. You have to see to believe it was legendary then. It is iconic now. See the white-hot OG family of putters today at odysseygolf.com. That's odysseygolf.com. Ian Rappaport, when we come back on The Rich Eisen Show. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. If you wouldn't mind, I would love to to role play with you, just real briefly, Gronk. Okay, where I play the role of somebody that I'm kind of familiar with, and you play the role of somebody that you're familiar with. If you don't mind, um, I'm going to play a, a guy who went to Michigan. Um, okay, who's a leader in his field. Uh, his name is Tom. And you play the role of a tight end with a Hall of Fame resume, okay? And the time is going to be, hmm, let's go, hmm, November 1st, 2019. In the future, not too distant future. Are, are, would you mind if we quickly role play this out? 
All right, we got one, we got one scene. Okay, here we go. One scene. Here we go. Ready, uh, Chris? Say action when you got it. Okay, ready. All right, guys. Ready? All right, guys. Ready? Yes. Action. Hey, Rob. It's Tom. How you been? Hey, Tom. Good, man. I've been doing great, man. You're you're still killing it. You're like. 42 years old now, I mean. Yeah. I know you miss me, Tom. I know you do. I do. I do. Gronk, I do, man. We. It's not just me. It's It's everybody. We all miss you. And, you know, things are going great. You know, Bill's a pain in the ass. But it's really, you know, it's really, it's really something that could be better with you. Would you, would you think of coming back and playing with me, Rob? Oh, Tom, I mean... You know I miss you too. I miss the guys, but I'm just chilling, man. I'm I'm down in the Bahamas right now, just relaxing. I got I'm sipping my water, and I got I got your electrolytes in it, Tom. So don't worry, don't worry, baby. I got the electrolytes in the water, and I'm sipping on a protein margarita, Tom. So I'm just chilling. Thank you. I love you. I miss you. But there's but I'm just relaxing, homie. There's no chance, Rob. This is Tom. This is Tom. You know, call me when you get to the playoff. <laughs> <laughs> and see. Cut. <laughs> Rob, Rob, you're a natural, man. You are a natural. Oh. You're a natural. That was great. That, that was so funny. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It sounded uh, that was lifelike to me. I thought that was yeah, pretty lifelike to me. That was pretty good. That was good. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> now they're playing again for a second straight year as a defending Super Bowl champ for the first time in years. Unbelievable. PeacockTV.com is how you can watch us on a desktop right here on Peacock. YouTube.com/slash Rich Eisen Show. Be part of the. Quarter of a million now and growing subscribers to the Rich Eisen Show YouTube page. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, He is my colleague at the NFL Media Group. We will be hanging in the state of Ohio, I am assuming. And uh, he will have all the answers three weeks from today of all the questions uh, that I'm about to ask him. And I'm hoping he already knows the answers to (laughs) And I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, he roots for the same team as somebody who stuck his elbow in the uh, strike zone and got a win for the New York Mets yesterday. Wow. Just like you, T.J. Jefferson. Oh, we'll be talking, talking about, about that later on. I, I saw a hit by pitch. That's all I saw. Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eyes oh, Show. How are uh, you? It's good to be on here. Good to, good to talk to you. Yes. Um, I look forward to hanging out in Ohio as yes. well, standing six feet apart okay. um, and making sure that we can yell to each other, um, which would be great. Okay. And, um, and I am accurate, right, that uh, Michael uh, Conforto not being socially distant to a strike yesterday <laughs> is something that you, along with T.J. Jefferson, also rejoiced. Is that correct, Ian? Yeah, I, I honestly, like, I saw nothing wrong with the win. In my book, I would describe it as a win. Uh, and I say that because I've been through a lot as a Mets fan. So, like, <laughs> you can talk about how it was unfair or he did something he shouldn't have and then you know, Ron Culpa comes out and says he made a mistake, and I'm like, cool. The universe still owes me about a thousand of these games that we lost that <laughs> we should have won. So, like, I'm not giving this back at all. I am taking it, and I'm very happy with it. Let's go, Matt. T.J. Jefferson with an LGM as well, correct? I, I couldn't agree more with what he just said there. How are you, Ian? Everything else good? I saw that you went traveling with your beautiful family as well, so you got a little bit of downtime, correct? 
Did I see that? Uh, we did. We Excellent. went to Mississippi to go uh, hang out with my wife's family. Went to a Mississippi State football practice. Nice. Went to a Mississippi State baseball game at, you, at the base college baseball stadium in America. Um, and my boys loved it. And they were we had seats behind home plate. And ESPNU had a great shot of them just wrestling each other. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> um, so it was great. Uh, very great. refreshed. You're ready for the draft. Fantastic. Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show. What are the 49ers going to do third overall, best you can tell, Ian Rappaport? So, obviously, the Mac Jones buzz is real. I know he is someone that they are considering. Uh, I know that they really like him. I know he's someone that Kyle is very interested in. And when I asked Kyle Shanahan about this, they said, you know, is this – Basically, like, is this real? Is he someone you're considering at three? He was like, yeah, he is. Like, we're definitely considering him. Um, and a lot of the people who know Kyle Shanahan well will speak of his and Mike Shanahan's you know, love for Mac Jones. So I think a lot of the buzz is legit. What I don't 100% know is, are they actually doing it? Because if you talk to other teams in the top ten and really just other teams in general – Everyone agrees Mac Jones is a first-round pick. Not everyone agrees that he should be picked there. So, you know, is he Kirk Cousins plus for Kyle? Maybe. Um, But I'm not 100% ready to say this is definitely the guy let's move on to the fourth pick. See, but you know how this works, though, um, Ian, and, and in the remarkable press conference that Shanahan and Lynch held a couple of weeks ago, for it, it was so refreshing in its... And it's honesty, to be honest with you, from Kyle Shanahan. And Lynch even told, you know, a story uh, about going to Jed York saying, you know, we, we, we like what we've got here. Uh, all that said, we think that this is the maneuver we should make, you know, to, for long-term success, so on and so forth. And Jed York signed off on it. Do you really think they went in and that uh, Lynch made these deals and they went back and forth to make sure that the Eagles were involved and nobody found out about any of this? without really knowing for sure which of the three quarterbacks not named Lawrence or Wilson that they were going to make all of these maneuvers to go take? Really? I mean, I would. you're right in what you're thinking. I mean, first of all, it was amazing how they engineered what was essentially a three-team trade without anybody finding out about uh, until right when it happened. You know, I mean, I think there was – about 20 minutes before the trade broke, there was some buzz that something major was going on. But otherwise than that, you know, they really kept a pretty good lid on it. Um, I would say they definitely know that they are very happy with the third quarterback, whoever it is. So, like, they obviously know who they're not getting. I think everyone knows who they're not getting, right? I mean, that would be Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. I believe they are more than happy with number three. Um, And I have a pretty good I mean, it seems like they know who they're taking. Like, I don't think right now they're going, all right, let's, you know, put the finishing touches on our evaluation. And let's just... What I also know is that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have not told people in their organization. So huh. there's only a couple people who actually really know, and they are not saying. So, like, we can talk about the Mac Jones buzz, and we have, and... You know, I think a lot of people originally thought it was for Trey Lance because he would probably sit a year. I could make arguments on all sides, but I believe that very few people actually know the answer to this. Did they ever reach out to the Jets? 
and have a conversation. I'm hearing yes, I'm hearing no. Never did, never even knocked on the door for two number two overall. Um, and I'm wondering why, because they already gleaned from from their former defensive coordinator what, what the deal was, or they just assumed, or like what? what yeah, you... I mean they they did talk to the Jets uh, about Darnold, and you know they I know that they were very serious about Darnold at the time. The Jets weren't willing to deal him, really weren't really willing to consider offers till they did the full evaluation, till they saw everyone throw in person. The Jets really wanted to go through the process. So they just weren't ready to deal him. And it sounds to me like at that point, probably around mid-March, the 49ers said, all right, we're just moving on then. Like we're just figuring out our next quarterback situation. We can't wait for, you know, a month for Darnold. So are you saying it's it's entirely possible, Ian Rappaport, that Joe Douglas could be could have been sitting somewhere a couple Fridays ago saying, you know, we talked about Darnold. Why, why, didn't, we, why didn't they ask me for the second overall pick if that's what they're giving up for number three? And that, I mean, and that, and that Lynch, I'm and, sure, that, and that, I'm hold on, sure that's exactly what happened. Okay, and so, and that somewhere Lynch and Shanahan might be sitting there uh, last week saying, "We would have given up a, a six this year and a two and a four next year for Darnold. Why, why weren't they willing to do that then? And, as opposed for us to have moved <laughs> all the way up to three, is that possible right now? That could be happy. Yeah, I mean, I think the 49ers are going to be happy with sure what they have and the move they made. Yeah, the Jets will be uh, happy with Zach Wilson too, you know. But uh, I mean, hundred percent, or whoever goes to it could be anyone. What do you mean? What, uh, is, what does that mean, Ian? The Jets are going to no, take I'm Zach kidding. Wilson, aren't? I, I mean, right? That's going to that's not in question, no, right? Gonna ha- yeah, I mean, uh, I would be. Uh, it would be the shock of the century if it's not Zach Wilson. But okay. uh, but to go back to your point, yes, I do actually think that's what happened. They talked about Darnold. They were getting ready to be done, and then at some point it was like, wait, why haven't they asked about number two? Everybody knew the Jets didn't want to trade number two. I was, I've been surprised that they haven't gotten any offers and almost no calls or conversations for number two, just like I'm sure nobody's called the Jaguars for one because I have a pretty good sense <laughs> that they're not trading that thing. So we move on, to Ian Rappaport, to the Falcons. What's their evaluation right now? best you can tell uh so i think a lot of people believe the falcons are taking a quarterback i don't know that for sure but that is what people believe one that they didn't end up doing a trade with the 49ers to go from 12 to 4 which is something the 49ers considered you know if the falcons were taking a position player you might have done that so people believe they're taking a quarterback where i have some questions is they could also be taking penny sewell who is a franchise future left tackle and that value would make a lot of sense like he could be so good that they say you know what we're not getting out of here for anything you know could they take Kyle Pitts possible could they uh, chase probably not but to me it seems like it's more Sewell Pitts or a quarterback and I just I don't know which but I know that many people who've had the conversations and do this for a living believe that they're taking a quarterback whether they are or not that's what people believe what are you hearing about the trade market for for that fourth overall pick what are you hearing about that um i i think there there's been some discussions i mean the teams that need a quarterback we kind of know right i mean i would say the denver broncos would probably be in the in the mix of teams i would consider trading up I think the New England Patriots would be in the mix of the teams I would consider trading up. I just don't know, you know, would the Patriots go from where are they fifteen, 15. to four? Like, 
that's a, you know, I don't know. Like, that's a leap. Um, what about they go from 15 to 8, though? Maybe. What about Dallas from 10 to 4 because Jerry Jones is supposedly, quote-unquote, infatuated by Kyle Pitts? What about that one? I mean, everybody's infatuated with Kyle Pitts. Like, I think if Trevor Lawrence didn't exist, Kyle Pitts would probably be the number one player on almost everybody's board. No kidding. He's just, you know, he's just, it kind of reminds me of, it kind of reminds me of Quentin Nelson in kind of a weird way. Because, like, yes, he's a guard, and yes, Kyle Pitts is a tight end. Right. Right. But everybody loves him regardless of position. So, like, he's going to go real high, and everyone will be like, yeah, that makes sense. But <laughs> Jerry Jones is not in charge. I mean, he's in charge of everything, but he is not in charge of the draft room. Will McClay and Stephen Jones are. They have been excellent with very small exceptions at drafting. And I would say they are the ones who will make sure that nothing crazy happens, like trading a future first-round pick to go up for a non-quarterback. Are you saying there's a spot in the Cowboys organization where something is truly delegated and there's no preemptory? For Jerry Jones, is that what, hey, did you just say that? One of that? the reasons the Cowboys have become like one of the more stable and stocked franchises when Dak Prescott doesn't break his ankle horrifically is because of Will McClay and Stephen Jones stabilizing that thing and putting an emphasis on value rather than splash. And they have built a really, really, really good roster and organization and locker room. Ian Rappaport here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. So. Is is there any there there? I'm or you know I'm wondering between now and the draft, there's always going to be the crazy ass rumor. You know it, I know it, we know it's coming mm-hmm. that Russell Wilson could be acquired after all. Hey, this you know I understand what's going on with Deshaun Watson and his legal, as we refer to in the media situation. Uh, but yeah, that that team would actually be would would take Deshaun Watson and can, picks would be conditional on the number of games that he plays based on a suspension and stuff like that, but they still believe in him and so on and so forth. And is there any possibility that there could be still that one blockbuster trade that we assumed was going to come uh, from the Super Bowl till uh, recent days, Ian? Uh, possible. Yeah, I would. I would say in this off season, I would not rule anything out ever at all. I would not rule out a Deshaun Watson trade at some point if the Texans decide to do it, which I don't believe they have yet, uh, or maybe at all, if his legal situation gets clear, you know, at some point before we play football, possible. Uh, Russell Wilson trade, I would say less likely, but possible because, you know, Russell Wilson's told teammates he's going to be there. He has not expanded his list of four teams he would go to, but what if – some team makes a Hail Mary and says, all right, we're trading for you. Could you come to us? Like, would he reconsider? Anything's possible. Um, this offseason, anything's possible. So I would describe both those as unlikely. But if they happen, my head will not – I mean, my head will explode, but it won't actually explode. Uh, okay, so um, right now, three weeks out, I'm going to have you back on between now and then anyway, just so you know. Um, awesome. Call your shot, Ian. Call your shot, uh, one through five. In the NFL, in the NFL draft, Ian Ma- Ian Rappaport mock draft 1.0. Right now, right here on the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show, call your shot. Oh, one through five, one through All five. Right. I don't, I don't do a mock. Uh, I know you don't. I would say, but you have information, and you would be able to I give do. your your excellent best guess on what you are hearing, Ian. Okay, uh, I will give my best guess, and this is just 
a guest. Of course okay? it is. You know what? It, so and, and by the way, it, it's sports talk radio, and you could say something. It doesn't matter. And then somebody <laughs> will say something outrageous on somebody else's show, and then we we don't pay attention anymore. Or one of your other like Mets it. will stick his elbow in the strike zone <laughs> and get a win, even though you don't hey, deserve it, it on the spot. You know, we'll be talking about that. Don't worry. Don't worry. And if you're right, guess what? Three weeks from today, we come on the air, and look how right you were. How great will that be, Ian? It's a win-win. I'll There's tweet no- it out, too. All right, fine. so let's yeah. see. So here we go. Let's yeah. see. Uh-huh. I would say, you know, Lawrence and, and Wilson. Yeah. I would say Mac Jones at three. Yep. Justin Fields at four. Mm-hmm. And... Jamar Chase at five. That's my guess right now. So that would be a dream scenario for the Dolphins to have the ability to either protect Tua or just grab Kyle Pitts and stick him with Gesicki and tell Tua, don't even look outside the numbers. You don't have to worry about it right now. Just figure it out. Yep. You know? Okay. There you go. That would be a dream scenario right there. All right. See, that wasn't that tough. But Justin Fields in Atlanta would be quite would be quite something else. What would and then this is the last one for you. I've got Thomas Dimitrov coming in hour number two, so I'm going to really deep dive deep into Atlanta with him and how this process works with Arthur Blank sitting at the top. Um, what, what what's the clock on Ryan with his contract? What does his contract tell us about what Atlanta's maneuverings may be? I mean, he's definitely there this year. Next year, they can figure it out. He could be there two years, would be absolutely fine. Um, I'm sure they could figure out a way if they wanted to trade him in two years, they could. We've seen teams trade quarterbacks with massive salary cap hits, and nobody cares. Um, And by then, the salary cap will be even higher. So at least one year, and then after that, we'll see. Okay. And then in terms of uh, how many more years left, let's play that game with Aaron Rodgers, our Jeopardy host. Uh, how great was that uh, final Jeopardy answer for somebody who wasn't wagering anything and then just threw something out there? Who, what, you know, who was the one who kicked the field goal? I, I have not. I have to be honest. I have not watched. I'm more of a, a Price is Right kind of guy. I have uh, not watched. Very Jeopardy, good. But Aaron Rodgers is a very good football player. He is a great, and he's a he's terrific host at this. I don't, did did you see the final Jeopardy thing that I'm referring to? Did I you did. see that? Okay, so uh, I, it was I know, and his and his answer was very honest, and and Aaron's been very very out there. Um, what about the concept yeah. of his contract? And I, I think I've asked you this before, and it's been asked of you. What 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 to make about his future in Green Bay, based on everything that's happened between the NFC Championship game and now? Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I honestly don't know. I mean, I believe the Packers when they say on the record that he will be there this year that they are not trading him this year. After that, I mean, what Rodgers wants is security and the team to say contractually that he is their guy and he will be there for a long more time, and they have not done it. Um, They wanted him to convert his contract for salary cap. He wanted an extension. They decided to do neither. At best, the Packers left everything completely open. I mean, my guess is he'll play great next year and he'll just keep rolling, but... I don't know. The off-seasons get weirder, so I wouldn't rule anything on next year either. <laughs> Ian, thank you for the call. Greatly appreciate it. Let's do this again uh, next week. I'll, I'll ring you up next All week right. if you're available, and then uh, and then we'll we'll see each other in, in Ohio in short order. Thanks for the call. All right. Look forward to it. Take you care, guys. That way, yeah, Ian, bef- you, you still there, Ian? Oh, he's gone. He's gone. You dropped off. I was going to ask him how many years he's done the draft <laughs> with us. 
been a few years now. How many did you? Have? 17. This Thanks. is my 17th NFL I just want, draft. We wanted to know. Yeah, this is my 17th one that I'm doing. Um, bar mitzvah, you're bar old mitzvah enough to, plus four. You're Gosh. actually old enough to drive to the draft now. Almost. So in, if, yeah, in, almost. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Almost uh, Almost able to do that just in terms of just the times that I've hosted an NFL draft. You can't you know? vote in the draft yet. But <laughs> just wondering. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Phone calls, poll questions, set all that up. TJ Jefferson coming up in hour number two. We will hold his Mets to account. Nothing drives people crazier when the unwritten rules of baseball have been violated. And an umpire blows it on top of it. Oh, my gosh. What a hootenanny. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I don't know if you're aware, but you going to Yale was brought up on game two of the NBA Finals. No way. Yes, because... Was it the part where the Cavs were really losing at the end? No, it's not that. (laughs) It's not that. No. It's that uh, Jeff Van Gundy, who was on the broadcast, said he went to school with you. No way. In a class. Do you... Sorry, Jeff. Don't remember you. (laughs) You weren't that memorable. (laughs) You don't remember Mm -hmm. Jeff Van Gundy? I'm afraid I don't. I'm afraid I don't. Because the reverse is, is true. <laughs> no. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I so don't. your phone wasn't lighting up from friends saying, No, hey. I wish I'd seen it. I wish I'd seen him. I would have been able to see his face and maybe, you know. But well, I was, I mean, uh, I think we could. Can we bring up a picture of Jeff yeah. Van Gundy? I don't know. So just stroll down memory lane here with uh, with Jody Foster. The one in the middle is Jeff Van Gundy. Does that, does that ring a bell that to you? That rings no bell whatsoever. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jeff. <laughs> no class reunions at all with Dean Jody foster and jeff van gundy okay i'm thrilled though that that's that's thrilling news to me we did notice last nba finals i don't think we've had you on since then that we noticed you mentioned on the air that uh, you were classmates with jody foster at yale and i think yeah and then you cheap shot at me afterwards no i don't know i don't like she brought her on and and just well feign total indifference to my existence in the world did i cheap shot you there jeff I mean, it was a setup. I, I mean, you know, you know what the crazy part is? And stop me if I've told you the story. Go for it. But so our freshman year, there was 12 guys on the floor. And we had some like brainiac students. And then we had some misfits that didn't belong there like myself. And so we all threw in $100 and said, hey, the first guy... Uh, that gets a date with Jody Foster, you win the money, right? So it's 1200 bucks. Wow. So I'm coming back from the gym in the early fall, and there's a candy shop right outside the big quad for freshmen. And all these sirens are going by. And so I stop right in front of the candy store and watch the sirens go by. The popcorn is popping. It smells great. And from behind me, uh, someone goes, man, that popcorn smells good. And I turn around. And I'm going to say, yeah, it does. And it's her. <laughs> and I totally choke. And I say, yeah, yeah. And I run to my dorm. Right? <laughs> I was scared. I was intimidated by it. So if she doesn't remember me, it's because I blew my one chance. Oh. Not only is the money, but to meet fame right there. PeacockTV.com is how you can watch us on the old desktop. Back here on Peacock, streamer, desktop, we're on radio, terrestrial, satellite, 
Very Can't exciting. stop us, Rich. Can't. You can only hope to contain us, as DP yeah. would say, in front of all of us. Squad <laughs> goals. I'm telling you, <laughs> now there's a report out of Atlanta, um, out of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, um, that uh, the Falcons, D. Orlando Ledbetter of the AJC, who knows quite a bit about these Falcons, said that Terry Fontenot, the general manager, and Arthur Smith, the coach, are quote-unquote now aligned on the franchise's plan for what to do with the first, fourth overall pick. That the report had Fontenot liking a quarterback, Arthur Smith saying, I like the current quarterback, let's go. I'm telling you, Arthur Blank has put his thumb on the scale. I'm telling you. That's the way I'm feeling it. I'm, when I say I'm telling you, I shouldn't say I'm reporting. I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I have the sense he is someone, and again, Thomas Dimitrov couldn't be more of a timely, couldn't be more of a timely guest. I mean, he he knows how this works in Atlanta. Uh, I'm sure he's got a sense of how it is working out. But to me, there's no question Arthur Blank's like, yeah, I, I kind of, hear what you have to say, I hear what you have to say. If you're asking my opinion, here's my opinion. Oh, okay, now we're aligned. Not saying he's running the show and the general manager doesn't have a say and the coach doesn't have a say. I'm sure the owner has chimed in. That's how it works. Certainly when it's somebody who's been around forever and the owner is very fond of, rightfully so, and um, and has some time left and a lot of dollars and cents on the contract still left. So we'll talk to Thomas coming up here uh, on the show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Um, let's uh, let's go to our friend Ben in Mississippi here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Ben? Rich and Rich and crew, my man, how are things? How have ben, you been, Ben? What's happening? What's on ben? your mind? I'm, well, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So I got two things for you. Okay. Go back to a conversation that you had that you've had about the last 10 days or so. So as a fan, as I've said before, number one, Let's get it over with. I, I want the blowout. As a fan, knowing the result, I want the blowout. I don't need to be on the Cinderella ride and then turn into a pumpkin on November 1st. I'm just not interested. Okay. By the way, by the way, two. Ben, just congratulations. You are the first to call in and agree with Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo on that subject. You are the first and currently only one. My Everyone man. else who called in on that day when we were having this conversation on Monday about – UCLA, if you were UCLA, you'd rather be blown out by Gonzaga rather than having it uh, the dagger stuck in you. So congratulations, Ben. You're the first and only. <laughs> and, and, and as a trendsetter, you know, that's actually a quality segue to what I'm about to go to oh. next because, as you know, when I called in right before the Super Bowl and I said Buccaneers plus 17, and, you know, everybody was like, huh? <laughs> so, you know, let me try to get in, in front of this next one. And I don't know if it necessarily happened this year, but let's keep our eye out on Brad Stevens because, you know, you've been to the Eastern Conference Finals three times. You've lost all three. And as this year, you know, let's, let's chalk this one up to COVID, Jackson Tatum, which we'll never, we won't know the results of how COVID has affected him until far down the line. But let's say he has another early playoff exit this year, right? And let's say that happens again next year or maybe – for three years in a row. I think we, we need to start to look at Brad Stevens because this year, he's just made, what, fifth best team in the Eastern Conference? They're not better than Philly, not better than Brooklyn, not better than Milwaukee. I don't think they're better than Miami. I think we should keep our eye on Brad Stevens. Okay. Um, I will turn it over to Chris Brockman, my, uh, my mass hole on set. 
on that subject matter. Chris Brockman, what do you have to say about that? You're the Celtics fan. Ben, you fan and I here. usually see eye to eye on things. You said another early playoff exit. He has been to three Eastern Conference Finals, all of which without his best player on True. the team that year. So, True. I mean, he's earned himself a, a pretty big leeway. So I, I would say hot seat, no. Uh, from what I'm seeing from the insane media members in Boston is Danny Ainge is the one on the hot seat. Well, I was well just, maybe uh, both of them, but, but not this year. I don't think this year, but let's see if it happens this year and maybe next year or two out of three. Then I think we should have that conversation again. Call back again, Ben. Always an interesting chat when Ben Mississippi well, calls in. By the way, I think this is a, pers- uh, a perfect time for me to say hello to uh, the Money Matters radio network in Boston, which has picked up the Rich Eisen show Starting today, all right, fantastic. Uh, they're on WBN. You're listening to WBNW AM eleven twenty and FM one hundred two point nine. How's that? You see, did I do that right, Amazing. Mike? You're you're you're, you're dead okay. on. I'd love it. So we welcome we welcome our <laughs> our, our new friends in uh, in Boston, the Boston area, for with this conversation. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, what, what what? How about Ainge with all these picks that he got for yeah, the next? Yeah. Yeah. Ainge you know, is the and, one. And, and, and how little, about and how about like he's a little high. right? And but the 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 one time that they do step out. Okay, the one time that they do step out and go outside the realm and go and get a big time big, name big time. was Kyrie Irving, big who time. was a total disappointment for whatever reason and whatever is infused with a ton of whatevers. He was injured too, but yes. You can't also say, boy, did he fleece this man's Philadelphia 76ers yeah. to go get Jason Tatum, who's had a down year, and you, we might find out that COVID affected yeah. him in the same way that it affected Cam. I think so. Right? If you want to use the stages in the Boston area. Sure. But the collection of people that they have put around Tatum, I don't know. I, I, Brad Stevens is a terrific coach. That would be a huge mistake. I think I think in hindsight, I think in hindsight, maybe acquiring Kemba, maybe not the best idea. Probably should have matched the offer for Hayward, but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't know. Let's see how it goes because the Celtics are one of those teams that once April, May, and June hits, you don't want to play them. No, they 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 do have some big time players who can come up in big time spots, and. Brad has Look, a really long leash. Let's just put it. But he way. should as well. He should as well. He should. He should be there forever. He should be there as he long as Tomlin's there, there in forever. Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? And if he's not walk, honestly, if he's not walking out the door to Indiana basketball or North Carolina basketball, I think it's like at what door, what college yeah, door would he choose? Or if it's NBA, neither one. Of, what's a better job? There is the Boston Celtics. There isn't one. I mean, you're talking about history and stuff oh. like that. Of course, yeah, there isn't one. Of course, you are. And there's no other spot where, you know, um, if you win a championship, you can celebrate forever. Well, no, I was about to say you can celebrate on a boat that, oh, right. that quacks with wheels. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you did, name me another town. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you could drive not, a boat and quacking, start quacking, but yeah. you go to Tampa and just you know drop trophies yeah. in the bay. That's why that's, <laughs> Brady can't avoid it. I yeah. mean. Can't avoid it wherever he the goes. So, just throwing that out there about it. it this is, season has been a major disappointment. Well, again, let's see. Weird they're not happen. they're not missing the plan, right? They're in danger of that. Well, we're if in danger lose, of being you, in the plan, right? So, right. so okay. Yeah. 
Not a place you want to be, Look, but it is. Your, it is. your coach is the king of like, I got a timeout. I got to play for that. We need two points. Oh, I yeah. got to play for that. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, and 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 it has been disappointing. Coop's been upset. It's been rough. Coop's been upset. It's been rough. He's watching. He's watching my household. We just talked about some hoops just for you, bud. I love it. I know. I, I again. I'm. I'm not. I'm still. At some point, we'll be there. The Lakers lost again. <laughs> Lakers are going to play in, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. They're going to play in. Boston and They're going to play in in the Utah Jazz. Hey, guess who's coming? Everybody help. Drummond's going to have 15 new toenails, and <laughs> LeBron's going to have a new ankle and a whole new lower lower leg for Anthony Davis, and they'll be the eighth seed. And sorry, Utah. They're two and a half out of the Sorry, seven. Phoenix. Lakers are five. They're two and a half ahead of Dallas. By the way, now that oh, LeBron's wow. out, you kind of see what the NBA, and I'm a huge NBA fan. It's going to look it's like, It's a little huh? different. It's a little weird. When he's not there, When huh? LeBron's not here. I man. know that. It's yeah. everybody that cl- like talks trash, trash bro. Trash. You're going to miss this man when he's gone. Well he's going to play four more years, though, because he's got to wait for Bronny. When we come yeah. back, <laughs> true, when, true. when we come back, uh, Thomas Dimitrov will join us in hour number two. But we'll stick our elbow into the strike zone uh, of the baseball story that's got a lot of people hot. That's coming up in hour two. You know what I'm saying? Why are a lot we'll of people lean hot? into that? Why are a lot of people hot? Now, see, here's what you guys don't know about my, my boy Michael Conforto. He has a little bit of a depth perception problem. Oh, no. So oh, sure what is. happened was it wasn't yes. like he was necessarily leaning in. Oh, yes. It was just like he didn't realize yes. the amount of distance between yep. his elbow and the ball. That's, That's not leaning in at all. Not yeah. at all. Balls over the plate, and there's his elbow as he's leaning as he's looking at the ball and taking his elbow. And of course, of course, the elbow is already wrapped in plastic. <laughs> It's already protected. Because he's been viciously attacked so many times on that same Please. elbow that he had to it's wrap It's not it a lie if you believe it. Exactly, We George. should not allow <laughs> elbow protections in baseball. What? Thank you. Ooh. What? That's a hot take. It's not a hot take. Oh, I've got a ton of them coming up. <laughs> I do not want to get hit with a baseball. i got no. a ton that, of them coming so up. So don't lean in to the strike zone. It doesn't matter. My well, it's, arm's easy, it's easy to lean in the strike zone when your elbow is totally protected. It's I not, get a little wild pitch coming to you. Don't, he, he doesn't have to sit there and think this might hurt. Yeah. This, might put, me, this might put me on the 10-day IL. He's staring uh, at the baseball. You can't see that. He's he's saying hit look, me at, ball. First of all, look at the sun. The sun's directly in his face, right? <laughs> like you, you guys aren't even <laughs> seeing what's going on. Look at the sun. I mean, the the position on, of the sun on, in his eyes. I gotta hold put on, the boots hold on. on. Please stop. Let's all no. save, save the gold. It. Save the gold. Because this is gonna be great for Brockman with two Yankee fans going at it with a Met fan. Or I pardon mean, me. One Met fan, one Yankee fan, and one guy who says he's a Yankee fan, and if they miss the World Series, he'll become a Met fan. That actually oh, yeah, was said. Oh, yeah, yeah, forget about it. So, Mike, Mike will play it right down the middle. Mind, Mike. Mike, you did Strahan's April Fool's joke. Right down the middle. Not saying it is. Not saying it was an April Fool's joke, but I'm yeah, just saying it would. It sounds like it would be a, It would be just like him to have an April Fool's joke. Not saying that it definitely is, but it would be totally like Strahan to do that. Now, the Yankees and, are in first. I'm and good then, right now. And then... And then when it is an April Fool's joke, let me go post on an Instagram page. I had it all along. Are they? Hottest team in baseball, it. boys. Your Boston Red Sox. Oh, Which is what? How many How many in a row have they got? Four in a row. There you go. We're in Are first, first place. Huh? Yeah, at least. Yeah, Are you first? Oh. So, bye-bye. 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 Run away. What does that mean? I'm going to run away from you guys. Run away. Run Very away. good. Enjoy. You're out of here. All right. 
Our number two, the man who gave Matt his contract and has been in a lot of player evaluation meetings with Arthur Blank, Thomas Dimitrov. <laughs> 